Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us on our journey of reading the mystical Temple of God by St. Stanislaus of Jesus and Mary Papchinsky from beginning to end. Today, we begin with Chapter 1, pages 574 and 575. The Mystical Temple Made Visible in the Christian Chapter 1. The Christian is the Temple of God. It is so certain that man, created by God and consecrated to him through the sacrament of baptism, is his mystical temple, that it ought not to stand in need of proof. For the Apostle of Tarsus makes this assertion in the clearest terms in his epistle to the Corinthians when he says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God? 1 Corinthians 3.16 Asia Minor was once boastful of the shrine of Diana of Ephesus and spoke of it as not the least among the seven wonders of the world. And deservedly so, it was huge, skillfully wrought, magnificent, and majestic. A number of kings poured forth their wealth into its construction and splendor. Yet it was the shrine of just one renowned woman, called Diana. You Christians, as the teacher of the nations teaches, are the temple of the living God. 2 Corinthians 6.15 What a glory is yours! What a dignity! Solomon, the richest and wisest of the kings, the son of the just David, and the heir of the house, impelled so much by his father's commission as by the will of God, had such a celebrated temple built in his royal city of Jerusalem that the like of it had never been seen in the whole world if one like it shall ever be seen. I do not know. It was built over a space of seven years at the greatest expense by a large number of workmen. The walls were constructed by squared stones in such a manner that neither a hammer nor an axe could be heard. On the inside they were clad with panels of cedar. These were not only inlaid with sheets of gold, which were themselves most attractively engraved, but were wholly enclosed by them. There was nothing in the whole temple that was not covered with gold. 2 Kings 6.22 But it was human ingenuity that raised up all these, and in like manner a human hand destroyed them and leveled them to the ground. You, man, are the invention of the divine deliberation. The most august trinity raised you up as a temple for itself, and the creator of all things called you into being. God formed you out of the slime of the earth. Genesis 2.7. Nor on that score is man inferior to the temple of Solomon, because he was shaped of mud. For the hand of the creator set an immense value on such a worthless material. For whatever was made besides man, says Hugo of St. Victor, God made for change and death. He made only man for immortality. Cross-reference to Genesis 2. 
Therefore, rightly, each of us boasts before the Lord with the harpist king and Job. Your hands, O Lord, have made me. Psalm 119, verse 73, and Job, chapter 10, verse 9. Well, in the first chapter of his book, St. Stanislas of Jesus and Mary wants to teach us that each of us, as Christians, are temples of God. Since he wrote at the end of the late 17th century, he will occasionally use some expressions that we are not familiar with. For example, when he is speaking about St. Paul, he calls him the Apostle of Tarsus. That is where St. Paul came from. He also calls him the Teacher of the Nations. St. Paul was also called to preach to the Gentiles, to go beyond the Jews of Jerusalem and to preach to all the nations of the world. King David is called the Just One and also the Harpist King. Many of the Psalms are attributed to King David. He is said to have sung the Psalms while playing on the harp. So, as we read through this, we will get used to St. Stanislaus's language and style, and we can become like detectives when he uses an expression that we are not familiar with. He speaks of the first temple of Jerusalem, which was built by Solomon, using the instructions that God gave in the Old Testament. We know that eventually that temple will be destroyed at the time of the Babylonian exile. He also mentions the temple of Diana in Ephesus. This was a magnificent building. It was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. It was four times larger than the Parthenon in Athens, in Greece. It had 127 columns, which were each 60 feet tall. That's like a six-story building. There are only a few ruins of that magnificent building which are left today. Uh, I read online there's a rusty sign and a few columns that are still standing, and the, and the base, the foundation. So, we were created from clay if we remember the story of the creation from Genesis. But God made us to live with him forever in heaven, to be immortal. So we have a tremendous dignity. We are temples that will last. Uh, the things of this world are passing, but we are destined to live forever. So let's thank God for the gift of our life and that we are temples of God. He calls on us to live our lives well because this life is a preparation for heaven.